we now return to Geek Salad's movie soundtrack episode, already in progress. He's got his own band in Moscow. It's called Fuck Your Yankee Blue Jeans or something like that. That doesn't sound metal. You gotta hear him sing Olaf Berserker. Come on, man, Berserker. Does he sing in English or Russian? In English. Come on, Berserker. Girls think sexy. I'll watch what he's gonna sing and watch. It's too funny. My love for you is like a truck berserker. Would you like some making fuck bells? That's fucking funny, man. Did he say making fuck? So we talked about Pulp Fiction, uh, talked a little bit about Almost Famous. Uh, I'm going to go to one of those movies that I think is decent, that the soundtrack makes more watchable, and that's Garden State. State was a movie for me that was really impactful for me when I was 19. Does not hold up as well. Um, You know, just with a little more life experience. I like Zach Braff. I think he's a a decent director. I like all of his stuff on Scrubs. I think he's a good actor. Um, Zach Braff knows how to pick a soundtrack. He pretty much picked all of the music on Scrubs, which is pretty impressive for eight and a half seasons of you know, when he was nobody, exactly. going into that, too. exactly, and and the, all the scrub soundtracks are great. I have all of those. <laughs> uh, Garden State is just one of those really atmospheric and just it, it just speaks to me in a way that things in that time did not speak to me. So, uh, and you know, scenes like where they're sitting in the doctor's office, and I love Natalie Portman. So, uh, Natalie Portman listening to the Shins is just something that's amazing to me. And she's like, this will change your life. <laughs> and it kind of did at that time. So, um, again, the movie doesn't exactly hold up for me, but the soundtrack makes it, a, it softens that a little bit. Right. So, uh, that's one of mine. Uh, let's see, Almost Famous is is something I've loved since the moment I saw it. The soundtrack itself is amazing, and I do not have it on vinyl because the cheapest I could find it on eBay was $475. Jesus that is out of my price range. When I, I when I got the DVD for Almost Famous, it actually came with um, the four 
What's the name of the band? Uh, Stillwater. Stillwater. The four Fever Stillwater Dog. songs. Yeah. Fever Dog is a great song. Yep. I don't think Jason Lee actually sang that. No, I think not. they actually had a band do that. But, I mean, the biggest takeaway from that album is Tiny Dancer. Tiny Dancer. It's, it's the That's iconic scene in the entire movie. In fact, we um, we recently saw Rocket Man, and Autumn asked me, what's your favorite Elton John song? And I was like, oh my god, what is my favorite? They're all from anywhere from 1973 to 1983. That is, that is the extent of my Elton John favoritism. Uh, and it's Tiny Dancer. Yep. It's just so it's a, not came along the wind nineteen ninety seven. Uh, no, God no. The Princess Diana came. The, not, no, that was uh, no, that was still the Marilyn Monroe one. That was ninety eight, ninety seven. Was the yeah? I sang it in middle school. Oh maybe. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, for almost famous Tiny Dancer is an iconic scene. I really enjoy all of the Stillwater stuff. Um, Simon and Garfunkel's America mm-hmm. is kind of the introduction to that movie. Yeah, it just works. You know what I mean? Todd Rundgren's on there. Todd's Unite. Nice. Yes. Of course, you have to do that. Yeah, it's just, you know, if you just want to put on just a really great collection of songs that will transport you back to that to that era and that and that movie, yeah. that's it for me. Cool. Hold yeah, me cool. closer, Tony Danza. Hold me closer, <laughs> Tony Danza. All right, Catherine. All right. Pull, pull something from your list. Okay, from my list, let's talk about heavy metal. Oh, my God. That, I've been listening to that one. <laughs> what a weird fucking collection of songs to put in a movie. Well, that's a weird fucking movie. movie. It's interesting, dude. I remember the whole reason why, because when I managed Suncoast, so everyone drink, it's my Suncoast story. Um, Slancha. <laughs> yeah, Slancha. When, um, when I managed Suncoast, that was like one of the biggest things people asked for. When is heavy metal coming out? When is heavy metal coming out? And the whole reason why heavy metal wasn't coming out anytime soon was because the song rights yep. held that you can't release that movie and not have an entire soundtrack worth of Correct. of songs on there. And when they finally cleared that hurdle and it came out, everybody pre-ordered it and they bought it and I, they come back in and like, well, what'd you think? And they're like, I remember this movie being better. Yeah. <laughs> it's as long as you take it for what it is. Or take saw, LSD before you watch it. I, I, I'm not sure I want to do that, because by the time you get to the end of the movie, <laughs> it's just a bad trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of bad in the middle. Like, not even, not even the whole end of the movie. The freaking zombie thing. Oh, God. That would be terrible while high. Um, but, you know, I watched it I watched it with not much sleep at Aresia, and so, like, the experience of that. And then a friend of mine owned it on bootleg and gave it to me in college. Oh, man. So I had a, a really good quality bootleg VHS. I'm, okay. I'm, I might still have it. 
Um, I actually have it up here. Uh, somebody actually put together a Spotify playlist, and I will admit straight up, I am too cheap to buy any of this stuff, so I actually went on Spotify to look for like the playlist, so they might not be 100% accurate, as right. we kind of discussed earlier in the week. Um, I mean, that, the interesting thing is that Sammy Hagar's Heavy Metal is not the lead-off song on this movie. Yeah. It's Don Felder's uh, Taking a Ride. Also called, you know, heavy metal, which is not heavy at all. Yeah, no, but it's, it's the, the guy driving along. And then he gets home, opens the briefcase, and is immediately atomized. Yep. <laughs> Destroyed painfully and, and horribly in front of his daughter. What was the song that the, the, uh, we had the two aliens snorting <laughs> coke? Oh, God. I'm trying to remember here. There's a lot of interesting stuff on here. Because I, I love that guitar riff. Okay. <laughs> well, it has Working in a Coal Mine by Devo. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have that on my Devo Best of collection. That's, I love Devo. That's a fun cover. I'm just trying to think what it could have been. I like didn't put this together only because I'm like just looking at these songs, but you know, there's a there's a Journey song on here, and I remember that was like the big selling point to the soundtrack for me was the fact that Journey was on there. Yeah, and it's open arms, and it's like, God, the nudity in this movie is weird. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's just like not even good nudity. It is really it it's is cartoon, cartoon nudity. nudity. It's like that that scene in that South Park episode where they um, where they were licking the frogs to get high. <laughs> no, they were getting uh, sprayed no, no. with a oh, they were getting sprayed with a cat. Yeah, exactly. I see you're, you're amazed by my, my daughter's rocking awesome tits. rocking tits. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it was, you know, it was sort of vaguely based on the art of the heavy metal magazine, right. which was not subtle. Right? No, not at all. <laughs> so they were just not at all. That. But it's just, it's fun listening to the soundtrack though because it's just such a crazy mix yeah. of like <laughs> this is this is post classic rock that we think of as classic rock you know fuck with the the DJ this thing. is this is early glam well mid glam you know it's mid glam pre hair metal yes so there's a lot of arena rock guys that are still there or at least in the case of the soundtrack a lot of opening act arena rock guys <laughs> <laughs> like trust. But all in all, it's a fun soundtrack. Yep. Mike. Yes. What? And it definitely defines the, you know, it goes with the movie. It's it absolutely does. It does. It's, it does. Not, it's not only an interesting collection of music. Right, exactly. Like the alien snorting coke. You need the music to go along with that. Yes, you do. Yes. God, drug humor. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> all right, going from heavy metal to Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs>
task you undertake becomes a piece of cake, a lark, a spree. It's very clear to see that a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. A robin feathering his nest has very little time to rest while gathering his bits of twine and twig. Though quite intent in his pursuit, he has a merry tune to toot. He knows a song will move the job along. Nah, but I mean, the Sherman Brothers, at their peak... Um, they wrote Walt's favorite song, What More Can You Say? Yeah, and, and it is a great flippin' song. Um, and if, I mean, I just... There isn't a song on here that I dislike. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm uh, like, even even the song that the bankers sing, I think, is a really great song. Oh, the fiduciary? Yeah. Todd, you, uh, you did... Yeah, yeah. Just, um, uh, Mary Poppins. So. Yep, last uh, December I was in Mary Poppins and I played Mr. Banks. So nice. it was uh it was it was a it was a really great experience for me and it really I so I, I will confess I didn't I never watched Mary Poppins growing up. <gasps> I know. And that's everybody's reaction. I was twenty four when I saw Mary Poppins for the first time. I know. I watched Monster Squad and Teen Wolf <laughs> when I was a kid. Thank oh, I'm you sorry. to my older brothers. I'm sorry. I know, right? So those songs didn't have the same impact for me growing mm-hmm. up, but after I doing the show and then going right in and seeing the sequel, which I loved myself, oh, yeah. but I have a new appreciation for those songs and that movie. And I have a seven year old daughter who loves everything Mary Poppins. So I agree with you. Awesome, awesome. Uh, anything else you have to say about Mary Poppins, Mike? Uh, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Well, at least you said it right. Yep. Can you spell it? S-U-B-E-R. Moving on. <laughs> but can you say it backwards? Uh, no. Can you? No, but Julia Andrews can. <laughs> and that's why she's a goddess who lives among us. Yes, it yep. is. All right, Joe! All right. Feed the birds. Do you have anything left? Because I, 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 I feel like everything you had was picked apart have, by like the social... I have two left. Okay, and one of my two is kind of a esoteric pick, but it's o- the uh, soundtrack for Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Is there more than um, what? Uh, Manicons of Sorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. No, there's a whole lot. There's of, a whole lot of classic, classic Americana. Like, yep. like I'm. A, you guys, surprise, surprise! I'm a huge fan of Mark Knopfler. Really? <gasps> listening to Mark Knopfler, he a lot of his 
influences are traditional American music like bluegrass, uh, Appalachia, country blues, that type of thing. So when this soundtrack came out, I was very, very intrigued with it. And it, I, I, for somebody who loves that type of music and studies it, I love the soundtrack. Because it's a great updating of old American standards. Or I should say, old, like, American Hill, uh, Appalachia, bluegrass standards mm. that I really enjoy. And you had mentioned, Todd, about this, because it's a Coen Brothers movie, mm-hmm. that this was another one of those T-Burn, T- T-Bone Burnett yep. joints. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Where, and, you know, Man of Constant Sorrow, the three or four versions that are on. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Right, because there are, there's the radio great. version, there's the movie version, there's They're the George great. Clooney and, version. Oh, man. And Clooney actually, you know, trained with vocal coaches to, to try to be able to sing that, and then they didn't end up using him. So that's <laughs> probably a good thing. But yeah, I mean, I, even just the opening, the 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 uh, chain gang. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. It really sets the tone for the for the movie. Chris Thomas is Chris Thomas King's Hard Time Killing Floor Blues. Yep, unbelievable. It's it's unbelievable. Um, and don't didn't leave nobody but the baby with the sirens on the river. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and somebody who who's trying to learn to be a blues, you know, be a blues guitarist. This is like this. These type, this type of music is like foundational to the kind of music I want to play. Yeah, you know, you know blues, you know blues, bluegrass, and stuff like that. This is kind of like a must study. Awesome, awesome. All right, so on mine, I'm going to start with another Cameron Crowe movie, Singles. I noticed that, like in my in my list, I picked a lot of movies soundtracks that were about music. Yeah. The movie itself. Is about music and singles came out at the perfect time, late 1992. Right, grunge had just hit about a year before, yeah. and they got outside of Nirvana, they got everybody. They got Pearl Jam when they were still kind of coming up, and one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs, if not my favorite Pearl Jam song, is on this soundtrack: "State of Love and Trust." on there. You have Chris Cornell. Yeah. Seasons is a great it's just a great song because he was able to separate himself from Soundgarden in a way that we wouldn't see again until like the Casino Royale soundtrack, which God, I love that song. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Paul Westerberg also. I mean, the, the, the overly... Have you, who here has seen singles? Mm-hmm. You've seen it, you've seen it, you've not seen nope. it. That's great. It's a fun movie. So many guys that didn't do, go on to do anything else like pretty much after that, <laughs> Bridget Fonda. Oh, yeah. See Thomas. Ha- no, uh, good, good lord. Uh, Scott. Good lord. Scott. Ah, uh, yes, Scott. Yes, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Camel Scott. 
Campbell Scott. Sorry, you know I was thinking because his dad is George C. Scott. Yeah. Look, Campbell Scott. Matt Dillon is in it. I think Matt Dillon's the biggest star in this yeah. thing. You know, before and after. Um, and it's just it's just so such fantastic stuff. And the overriding theme of the music with Paul Westerberg's um, "Waiting for Somebody." It just it just fills it it just fills the empty spaces of the movie, and then the song is so much fun. It just I, I went back and I listened to the soundtrack, and it brought me back to sophomore year of college. I'm just waiting for you to say "Mother Love Bone." Yo, God, Chloe Dancer. God bless you. God bless you. For <laughs> I I wasn't a big. I didn't know anything about Mother Love Bone other than the tribute, the uh, Temple of the Dog tribute. Yeah, to Mother Love Bone that came out in '92 with uh, Hunger Strike. God, Chloe Dancer, such a beautiful song, and it's just the what could have been. But you got that. You've got the uh, the Love Mongers who were essentially Heart. You know, talking about Cameron Crowe being married to Nancy Wilson of Heart. You know, yep. um, covering Zeppelin. You had Hendrix on this thing. It's just it's Seattle music at its finest, and it's just such. This is a perfect soundtrack. It really is. It's every song is is pristine. Outside of the Hendrix stuff, none of the stuff I think was reused. This didn't come from other albums. So that's that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Todd, yeah, next one. What you get next? I got two left, and there are two that are really important to me. Why don't you do one and then one we'll of go them? Yeah, do okay. one. We'll we'll make rock. We'll round table. I'm gonna one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Baby Driver. I listened to this one on based on your opinion, I, and it was transformative for me. <laughs> well, one, I heard the movie's wicked good. Yeah, but I also heard the soundtrack is pretty good. Damn yeah. good too. Joe, the soundtrack's amazing. Go ahead. Tom. So, Sorry. Edgar Wright is one of those auteurs that that likes complete control over his his films, and it's surprise, surprise. That's why Ant Man didn't work because <laughs> uh, that's Marvel, and they want complete control over their films. To, a, to an extent. So this is what Edgar Wright did after leaving Ant-Man. And I think this was pretty good for all uh, everybody involved. Edgar Wright had been planning this movie for 15 to 20 years. Storyboarding this movie with the soundtrack in mind for you know, for the action sequences, for the car chases. Um, has anybody seen seen this? I actually haven't. I just saw that it was on Epic so I'm like, I should probably watch that yeah, at some point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the one downfall of it is Kevin Spacey is featured prominently, and he's a... Yeah, he's he's a very it's kind of hard to watch his movies now. Yes, as a, as a fan of Usual Suspects and Alley Confidential. I love Usual Correct. Suspects. Yeah. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> so, one of the really great things about this, it's a very eclectic soundtrack, similar to Pulp Fiction. Um, it starts with John Spencer Blues Explosion with Bell Bottoms, which oh is God. the opening of the movie.
it is expertly choreographed to, you know, the character Baby sitting there is their getaway driver, and for their heists, they're robbing banks, John Hamm and and um, the the rest. <laughs> It'll come to me. It'll come to me. John Bernthal, um, and he's sitting there with his iPod headphones in, and. He's listening to this song and he flips on the the windshield wipers and they are in time with the music. <laughs> you know, there's gunshots. They're in time with the music. He takes off. He backs up. You know, and, and speeds away. And it's all choreographed to this music. And it's it's an unbelievable feat of filmmaking. And you know, the the next song is Harlem, Harlem Shuffle, and it's him just walking down the street and dancing along to the song, <laughs> and it gives it completely new life. It's amazing. Um, it, it's just it, it. I don't know. It's just really it's really special. the The movie itself is awesome. You know, Edgar Wright does a really great job with it, and the music just makes it better. Absolutely, I highly I, recommend it. I just I I heard this, and there's just something about late '60s, early '70s jazz. Just the form of jazz that was out at that time is just so different from anything else kind of before and after and then just like I just I was driving to do kind of a menial task at my in-laws house and I'm driving there listening to the soundtrack based on Todd's recommendation I'm like I fucking love this thing oh my god I really love this soundtrack and I, I have the Spotify soundtrack which has more than which has more than what that soundtrack yeah. offers and I'm just like I don't know is, there, is the song Intermission on that mm-mm Yes, Blur. Yeah, Blur. Yes. Oh my God! Yep. What a fantastic little piece of uh, instrumental piece of music there. Yeah. It's just oh, I was I was listening to it and Jamie was sitting in the car ne- um, behind me, and he does if he doesn't like it he'll complain. He didn't complain once mm-hmm. for anything. That kid's gonna, so varied. It is. And you know even even on on side B here I'm looking at the vinyl. There's a scene where Baby and and his uh, girlfriend in the movie are arguing about the spelling of the name Deborah. Yeah. So there's D E B O R A and D E B R A. Deborah <laughs> is a T Rex song, and Deborah is a Beck song. <laughs> so it's early T Rex, like late sixties yeah. acoustic T Rex before they were glam. Glam, yeah. And then a Beck song from nineteen ninety whatever. Yeah. And it fits so perfectly together because Edgar Wright thought about it enough that it it fits. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have one more funny story. I was listening to this on vacation with my family two years ago, I want to say, two summers ago, and there's Early in the Morning by Alex Corner's Blues Incorporated, which was sampled by Dr. Dre on 2001, and it's uh, for Still Dre, I believe. (laughs) Um, And it comes up, and I'm just like, oh, like, my there with my family and my young kids and I'm like we can't be listening to Dr. Troy right now <laughs> and then I realized oh it's it's what was sampled for that and it, it I, I had no idea and it's one of those lightning strike moments for me so we'll it's, see it's it. an amazing soundtrack, it's soundtrack. Um, and now we have to watch the movie yeah. Edgar Wright shows up on my honorable ben, honorable mentions ah Scott Pilgrim vs. the World I forgot he directed that yeah you're right very good soundtrack yeah he has a, he has a really great way with music and you think about you know, it didn't show up on my list, but the one scene from Shaun of the Dead where you can really remember the, the musical cue. <laughs> yeah. Don't Stop Me Now, Kill the Queen. Yeah. Like, it's, it's that, he brought that song back before yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, so. Well, it never left for me, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, we were talking about 50s music and stuff like that, so Dirty Dancing was hugely formative back in 1987. Oh, my God. Everybody. It spawned two soundtracks. Yes, it did. Michelle and Nelly gave me the soundtrack for two, Dirty Dancing 2 soundtrack. Not Dirty Dancing 2. The sound, the second yeah, the soundtrack, soundtrack from not, the not Havana Nights. Not Havana Nights. Um, uh, back in junior high, because she didn't know if I already had the first one. I didn't, so I had to go that get oh. that too. But that was that was when like fifties music was really you know it was Make part of the whole fifties. Again, show. look who was making decisions in Hollywood back then. It was all yeah. baby boomers. Right, right, right. <laughs> but the, the music didn't suck. <laughs> Silvio? Yes, Mickey? How you call your lover boy? Come here, lover boy. And if he doesn't answer? Oh, lover boy. And if he still doesn't answer? I simply say, It's quite an interesting... What's interesting about that mix of music also is that they really try to like shoehorn a whole bunch of 80s yeah, songs in there to try to pass them off, and it didn't weird. Yeah, you, could, you could be like, this one's... Yeah, yeah, the second the second uh, soundtrack was definitely all the 50s stuff. Yes. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, um, Do You Love Me? You know, the song that actually is like the big Dirty Dancing thing doesn't even appear on the original soundtrack. It's on the second soundtrack. Yeah, they all kind of just ran together for me. Okay. Because this was back in the 80s, and I, the, the tapes might still be in my collection somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I just love it in Dirty Dancing when they pull out that 45, and it's uh, I Had the Time of My Life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just recently released, you know. Yep. Bill Medley and Jennifer Warrens is just, you know, waiting in the studio, ready to record this one for the Kellerman's... Uh, Colorman's right. Resort. <laughs> yeah, but you got you got to allow for the fact that that movie was enormous, and people went and found the cabins and and like wrote their names all over the place. And we just there was there was a there was a freaking prime time making of oh, and God. the whole thing. We just recently watched a documentary on the um, on the Caskills because we just finished watching uh, the the uh, marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, yes, yes, I haven't made it quite through season two yet. Okay, but well, I, there is stuff I, I about the Catskills in there. Yes. Um, I am obsessed with trying to figure out the, the, the financial logistics of how the Catskills worked in terms of just your average middle-class Jewish family being able to afford the entire goddamn summer there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's insane to me, but I'm obsessed with it now. <laughs> I, I, this is what I get obsessed about. I'll see, Todd. This is something you have to learn about me. When I I watched an old seventies commercial once, it was like a beer commercial. I'm like, I need to watch more. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and down the rabbit hole he I went. Need, I need to. Oh, it was down a rabbit hole that lasted what three months? Yes. Oh yeah. Three months of me just being obsessed with like old seventies commercials, yep. where it's like, okay, it's a Schlitz commercial, and this guy just flew an airplane and he's landed. Let's give him a beer. He went. He <laughs> went so far down the rabbit hole. He met Alice and said, "Not right now, honey." Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're talking about flake potatoes right now. So. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Sorry. All right, uh, Mike. <laughs> I would love some flaked potatoes right now. These are not left over from the last episode, by the way. These are fresh potato flake. Yes, pressed potato flake. 
Fresh pressed potato flake Pringles. Mm. All right. Next. <laughs> next, I shall go with Ghostbusters. You know what? I originally had to go back and think about what songs are on Ghostbusters, and I'm glad. I'm glad I did. There's a lot of good stuff on yes. there. Yeah, you know, obviously Ghostbusters. Wait, I'm not familiar with that song. I know it was a song. I need a new drug, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, also Cleaning Up the Town, Bus Boys, Saving the Day, which I really, that's that's my second favorite song on the Saving the Day is not bad. love that the busboys are, are featured so prominently in this because they were only really around between 1983 and 1984, <laughs> almost exclusively in the employee of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> well, now they also got Harold Ramis in there. Yep, alright. Um, but In the Name of Love by the Thompson Twins, I Can Wait Forever Air Supply, Hot Night Brandigan, and this one really stands out, Magic by Mick Smiley. Yeah, because that's the song that plays when the when the spirits are finally taking over New York yeah. City after uh, right. Peck yeah, that's, turns off the breaker. That Dickless. Dickless, <laughs> yeah. He was right though. I'm get you a fruit basket. <laughs> Tell him about Lenny. The Tell him about the Twinkie. <laughs> what about Twinkie? But no, no. The the use of that song in that scene with all the spirits just like rushing out. That, that is a great use of that song. The interesting thing about that, too, is that it almost sounds like Elmer Bernstein's music, yeah. which plays throughout the entire mo- movie. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, is this... Wait, no, this is a real song from mm-hmm. somebody else. This... That's good. <laughs> it's a good song, too. And how can you not love the Ghostbusters theme? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in my Halloween mix. Every year we play that. That's, that's going on the list this year for my daughter. Nice. She's watching that one this year. I don't have to explain the ghost blowjob to her. You don't have to explain it to your kids. It just, just unzips it just happens. and you don't see anything. Stuff happens. It was the 80s and things just happened. Yes. And those stairs, they go up, right? <laughs> they go up. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes! <laughs> Joe, do you got anything left on your list? I do. I have one left. Oh my god. I still got a bunch. <laughs> the, the Clerks soundtrack. Oh god. There's only one song from that one that I really... Well, no, two. I know Chewbacca. What a Chewbacca. And I know uh, Can't Even Tell. I love that song, actually. That There's a good song. bunch of good songs There's a on bunch there. Of good songs. I actually bought that CD. Got Me Wrong by Alice in Chains. Yup. That's like the standout track on that that album. Well, that was the um, I remember like because I I bought the VHS 
Yeah. Because, you know, of course I was going to buy the VHS, the clerks. Of course. Um, in the beginning, they used to advertise the soundtrack. Buy the soundtrack now. And that was the one that, that was played prominently on there. Yep. It's all these other bands that you'd never heard of, but you would hear Got Me Wrong the, the entire time. But this is like, Andy, this is, the, the, the clerk's soundtrack is like an alt-kids wet dream. Yeah. Yeah. You know? If, if, I mean, if you want deep, like, alternative rock cuts... This was the this was the album for you. Absolutely, and just like Pulp Fiction, they did include um, stuff from the uh, yeah the drops. So the, the, they, put the, they put the audio drops in there. You had the the bit about um, Return of the Jedi. No time for love, Doctor Jones. They had the thing. <laughs> oh, they had the Olaf. Yes, and they had the Olaf scene in there. Olaf, girl, pretty, Stronik. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> and, and then they include Berserker in there. Yep. Yeah, and you have Bash and Pop, which was Tommy Stinson from yep. The Replacements. Yeah. So you got the Paul Westerberg, you know, kind of connection there. Yeah, Kill the, Sa- the Sex Player by uh, Girls Against Boys. Uh, got me wrong. Yeah, for, you know, it, Make little, me sick, yeah, Bash and Pop. Little uh, inter- interesting piece of trivia. The licensing for the music costs more than the actual movie. I'm, I don't doubt that at all. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot Leaders and Followers from Bad Religion is on there. I love that song. Actually, the music video for uh, Can't Even Tell was directed by Kevin Smith. Yep. Ah. And it was filmed on the roof of the quick shot. <laughs> he has Soul Asylum in so many of his movies. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. Misery Misery and Company. Yeah. That's actually in the um, Chasing Amy soundtrack and in the Clerks 2 soundtrack. Oh, okay. I didn't know that one. Well, at the very end. Oh. When they when they bought the the uh, oh, yeah. I, I want to yeah. call it the Quickie Mart, the Quick Stop, yeah. And they they pan back it's like you were supposed to be at work, to, you know, be here today. I'm not even and they, to be here. they pan out, and the woman is still like checking the dates <laughs> on the milk. <laughs> but oh my god, leaders and followers is such a. Is it, can I actually play that, or is it Google going to charge me here? Oh, it's actually on the Bad Religion album, so I already have it. Never mind. Sure. Never mind, everybody. Mike. What? Your turn. It is? Joe just went. You did Clerks. He did yeah. Ghostbusters. He did Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, no, shit. Turn. Oh, good lord. I'm sorry. I'm not paying attention. No, you're not. All right, so the next one up here is another movie about music, 24-Hour Party People, which, are you familiar with this movie, Todd? You're shaking your head like you've seen it. I'm familiar with the soundtrack. I've never seen I've never seen the movie. Oh, good lord. But the soundtrack is unbelievable. I am tempted to go dig it out for you. I own this on that the DVD. Was Macaulay Culkin? Go to hell. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's Party Monster. That movie's okay, a piece yeah. of shit. Um, 24-hour party people. It's got Steve Coogan, who is a national treasure in England and should be here. He's so brilliant in everything he's in. He is. And it's, it's, about, <laughs> it's about him starting a record label that actually put out the most influential music in the Manchester music scene in the 80s. This soundtrack is got... Joy, like a four Joy Division songs on there. Buzzcocks. It's got Buzzcocks on there. It's got the Sex Pistols on there. Yeah. There's this great scene in the beginning of the movie where every influ- every person who influenced Man- the Manchester music scene was in the same room watching the Sex Pistols play for the first time. And it's like, you know, these are the guys from Joy Division. And these are the guys from the Buzzcocks. And these are the guys that would end up forming the Happy Mondays. And they're up there watching the Sex Pistols. Who This is pre-Sid Vicious. Yeah. So... Every member of the band can play an instrument. <laughs> Don't ever let anybody tell you that Sid Vicious is a good bass player. He is not. He wasn't a bass player. 
Um, Any soundtrack that has a clash on it, good. Yes, good <laughs> it's just got so much great stuff good on there. The Joy Division stuff. Actually, this soundtrack made me reappreciate Joy Division. Like I had owned like I owned Substance, and I kind of liked it, but I was more of a New Order fan. And I went back and I listened. And it was like, oh god, she's lost control. It's such a great album. It's a great song. And when they go to, they show how they they do the um, the percussion in that. It's just they just had the guy play the the drum riff over, over, and over again. And they actually like put him up on the roof, and he's just he just keeps hitting the same thing over. And like they drive past him, but he's still working on it. Like they won't let him quit. It's just it's it's such a cool it's such a cool movie because it's Michael Winterbottom who never like he's a serious movie maker but doesn't take making movies seriously. Yeah. So there's a lot of goofy shit in here. There's a lot of breaking the fourth wall. There's actually a piece where um, Steve Coogan's character Tony Wilson is talking to the audience and he's like, "Yeah, this is a conversation that we had. It's not really worth showing in the movie. Maybe we'll put it on the DVD." So, fantastic. yeah. And this is a movie that takes place in, like, 1981. Um, but it's just, it's fantastic. I really hope that, please go listen to this if you like New Wave, because it's really cool. Uh, the Happy Mondays were a weird band. I was never a big fan of theirs, because I'm not a big club music fan, but it's it's good to see this movie. Todd, if I if I knew where I put it, I would have loved okay. it. It's such a good <laughs> movie. That's good enough for me. It truly, is a good movie. All right, um, who's got stuff left on their list before we get into honorable mentions? Todd and Catherine. Okay, Todd then Catherine. All right. So my favorite soundtrack of all time is High Fidelity. I love featuring that movie. John Cusack, Jack Black. Oh man, it's such a great movie. It's a great movie. the The book is unbelievable. Um, I read the book during jury duty. It was great. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, when I was thinking about this over the last few weeks and and thinking about, you know, something like Guardians, something like Almost Famous, where there's some source material there that, that you know, James Gunn had it in mind when he was going to make that. They used pretty much everything that's in here, with the exception of a few songs, were in the book. You know what I mean? And the book yeah. has... A, an amazing amount of of uh, references to, to songs, but it's it's just one of those. It, it's such a central focus of the of the movie itself, and it adds so much to it. And you know, I have a yes, I have a 
record tattoo on my arm. <laughs> I've always wanted to own a record store. That would be my ultimate dream. Were I to win the lottery, um, I wanted to be John Cusack in this movie until I found out that, you know, realized that he was a bad person in this movie. <laughs> and he doesn't really learn any lessons. But, um, you know, just the beginning with 13th Floor Elevators, the kinks are on this. Two Velvet Underground songs, which I love. The scene where he, he sells copies of the Beta Band's album by just putting it on in his store. That kind of influence is is what this soundtrack has over me. Yeah. And I've purchased the Beta Band's three EPs <laughs> twice in my life on CD and then on vinyl. Um, it also has a Stevie Wonder track at the end, which is unbelievable. Um, That's my favorite Marvin Gaye song on it. Yep. Song by Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Huh? Absolutely. to this field. Monkey or Barry Jive in the Uptown Five. Um, even, you know, something, the Elvis Costello song on here is great. Even the scene, which is not on the soundtrack, where he goes to see, um, I can't remember the, the character, it's Lisa Bonet. Why can't I remember oh. her? Oh, oh, um, hold character. on. I've got it here. He um, goes to see her. Marie DeSalle. Marie DeSalle goes to see her in the club and she's singing Baby I Love Your Way. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I wish it were on the soundtrack. Yeah, it's not. And come on, guys, uh, <laughs> it's just it's an amazing experience to to sit and listen to this, and it brings you right back to the to the movie itself. Um, and it really it really holds up too. And I got this on Record Store Day, Black Friday, Record Store Day. I was out in line at six a.m. and I got this soundtrack. It's on orange vinyl, and it's amazing. So hmm. there it is. I'm a snob. It's a it is a great soundtrack, <laughs> but it, again, it's just like it's. It's a movie about music. Mm-hmm. I mean, the music plays such a big part in there, especially on the uh, in the book. And he, are you familiar with the um, the musical? No, music was actually really good. No, check out the musical. Okay. It's really interesting, and it it does it does hype uh, does detail a lot of like the top songs for breaking up. <laughs> in fact, if I'm not mistaken, that was actually done as a Bruce Springsteen uh, song. Uh, yes, you introduced it to me. So yeah, yeah. I actually, they they did the uh, like a limited run in Boston to test out the song the, the the musical, and I actually went down and saw one of those shows, and I absolutely adored the soundtrack so much I bought it right there, nice. and um, yeah I made a copy. It of didn't one. last long. No, it, it it lasted like maybe maybe two months um, on Broadway. So well, that's too bad. Yeah, Catherine. All right. Uh, my second to last one that I will bring up is Tank Girl. I listened to this one, and the the biggest takeaway with this was because I had this on CD. Yep. This was a whole bunch of bands at the height of their powers. Right. And by the height of their powers, I'm talking about bands like L7 and Belly. Oh, jeez. Um. Whole. Whole. Oh my God. Well, there's that great uh, Cole Porter cover of "Let's Do It" with, with Joan, uh, Jett. Joan Jett and Paul Westerberg. I gotta say though, because I've I've always been a fan of the band Belly. Thief 
is one of my favorite Billy songs. It's just it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, that and Lucius Jackson was it? No, it's um, Veruca Salt. Yep. Aurora is just gets gorgeous. I just love that they didn't. It, you can actually hear them moving their fingers around on the strings of the guitars. Right, right, right. You got that finger drag on there. I'm sorry, I'm stealing your your, your spotlight here, please. No, that's okay. Uh, I just I you can talk about the the technical why you like it, and I'm just like it's cool. Um, I love I love uh, the 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 remix of "Girl You Want" from from by Devo. Yeah, that's the opening credit sequence, which is awesome. Um, Army of Me, I love I love Bjork. Uh, also the the fact that they got stomped to do the the Ripper Soul dance. Yeah, so that's that's in the movie, and that's great. And uh, I like. I like big guns or big gun by Ice T. She walks softly, but she carries a big gun. She walks softly, but she carries a big gun. She walks softly, but she carries a big gun. She walks softly, but she carries a big gun. And there's no way that she can fade her son. She walks softly, but she carries a big gun. She walks softly, but she carries a big gun. She walks softly, but she carries a big gun. She walks softly, but she carries a big gun. The most venomous feminist, homie, she ain't soft. You give her trouble and she might cut your head off Or something that you like to think's the best She'll blow big holes in your chest Oh god, yeah. I actually had to skip that one because my son was in the car while we were listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, 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 not, not, not good for the kids. But, uh, it is, it is, neither was the comic book. So... No, I, no. I, I see the actor from Law & Order. Yeah, yes. I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> No, no, please. The actor from Deep Blue Sea. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. No, that was LL Cool J. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, you're racist. Oh, I always get those two racist. Oh, God. He likes his dicks. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Dante Hicks is just like you. He loves grape soda. <laughs> Couldn't find ice cubes, so he bought vanilla ice. ice. <laughs> no, I just don't know rap stars too much. So you mean like when someone snorts too much cocaine? Yeah, or when they drink too much. Or when they buy too many scratchy lotto tickets. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, I've talked about the fact that I like... In, and uh, when I started putting together a uh, playlist of like Captain Marvel stuff for me to listen to on Spotify, I threw in a whole bunch of stuff from Tank Girl because it was actually done in the 90s. So it's a right. lot of authentic 90s music in there. And uh, Again, the height of their friggin' powers is just... It's just yep. insane. All these bands are at the pinnacle of their success. And they went... To do this movie soundtrack. These yeah. are all original songs, too. Yeah. And uh, they used Holes Violet in the trailers. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Back when I used to, like, oh, I just bought the new Hole album. I just admitted that out loud, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> hey, can I say Captain Marvel maybe reappreciate the Holes talent, okay? Yep. Yeah, exactly. The weird thing is that Celebrity Skin that was released in 98. 98 but yeah, still... I'm no fun to watch 80s movies with. Um, or 90s movies with. Joe, do you have anything left on your list? I do not. You're, just, you're just depleted. My own, just my honorable, honorable mention. All right, we'll now get those in a few. Mike. All right, uh, next I'm going to go back to Disney for a goofy movie. Shocking. I'll be 100% honest with you, man. I tried to listen to everybody's soundtracks. I just, I couldn't even find it. Really? I just... Well... I can make you a copy. 
No, you don't have to. Um, <laughs> I have it on vinyl right here. I have it on vinyl right here. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't, I don't have, have it. Tony Campbell signed it, and I had to give him a sandwich for it. So, uh. But, I mean, it's got, you know, obviously the two Tony uh, Campbell songs done by Powerline, Eye to Eye, and Stand Out. Stand out. Some people settle for the typical thing. Living all their lives waiting in the wings. It ain't a question of if, just a matter of time. Um, but also, you know, the song After Today, where, you know, he's um, planning on figuring out what he's going to, you know, it's the last day of school, and then there's um, On the Open Road. Oh, yep, the Goofy. Yeah, and there's also Nobody Else But You, you know, they're kind of there. Right. And the honestly, the only song I'm not a big fan of is uh, Lester's Popsom Park. Uh, you know what? All right, so... Let me just go out on a limb here and just say that I was born ten years too late to appreciate this movie. It, this is, is, a, it is a surprisingly good movie. It's such a 90s movie. It's such a 90s... It's surprisingly It's not a 90s kids movie. It's not... I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that a lot of people that, of your era love this movie. I just... Hey, it's a... John loves that, and John is, John is roughly age. my age, so yeah. yes, I My understand. subscription to Disney Adventures would tell you otherwise. <laughs> when Disney Plus comes out, you're going to watch it. it. I'm sure I'm going to have to. <laughs> the second I subscribe, he's going to like watch it now. I'm like, oh, work, son of a bitch. You can watch it during your lunch break. Trying to catch up with the rest of the Marvel stuff on Netflix before it goes away, which I'm literally trying to do right now. I just realized how much I have to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not even gonna try. I I have to do it. I have to get myself. I'm not watching the Punisher. You know, fuck that show. But uh, anyway, well, the first season was fantastic. <sighs> no, I couldn't make it to the first episode. Man. Thank yeah. you. All right. Anyway, so I guess that leaves me again. Um, what do we have here? We have The Crow. Yes, talking about movies from 1994, Dave. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this movie is so goth. I listened to this soundtrack yeah. very recently. Oh my god, there's so much goth. goth. Yeah, I, was listen- I was listening to the Spotify version of the soundtrack and I was enjoying it with my, my, my badass goth self. Yeah. Except for the fact that Rockin' Robin came on and I'm like, what? Wait, what the fuck is this? What? This isn't even and in I'm a look- movie. And I'm looking at Spotify and it's it's got the cover from The Crow on as it's playing the original Rockin' Robin, and I'm like, this is 
okay, Spotify, you're lying to me, and I, I kind of gave up on after that. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listening to LimeWire here. What the fuck? I LimeWire. That, that's so. That's so. Jesus, talk so about perfectly. '90s references. Late '90s. That song would fit perfectly in with the crow. Oh God! I mean, <laughs> I this is ironic or something. We had this sound. I, I used to DJ at my college radio station, Kel Surprise. No. Kel Surprise. Hey, I did too. And this no. Act, no. Um, this actually the soundtrack came out six months before the movie was released because the movie was supposed to be released a year beforehand. Yeah. But that whole inconvenient thing about Brandon Lee dying. Well, you know, just like the remake is supposed to have be coming out. Later. That's never coming Five out. Five years ago. Thank God. All right, so you know. A huge Cure fan, Burn, is, is actually a really good song for that time era. Not a big fan of Golgotha Tenement Blues. Eh. Yeah, okay. Big Empty was on, like, that was the sound, that was the, that was the trailer song. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Great song. Yeah. Um, Dead Souls, honestly, I'm a, I, at the time was a huge Nine Inch Nails apologist, and Joy Division's version is better. But I love Helmet. Milk Toast is a great song. Slip Slide Melting by... Who the hell did this one? Sorry, I'm like trying to pull this up here. Love not for love not Lisa. It's just such a just a, a freaking interesting song, and it's so much fun to just rock out to. Um, after the flesh, college was littered with my life with the, kill, the thrill kill cult, and I never got the point of that band, like ever. So there's a lot of really interesting, fun stuff in here. All this stuff incorporates into the movie in one way, shape, or form. Either, like, Burn is played when he's, like, putting the makeup on and they're showing all the silhouettes. A lot of these bands perform live in the movie. Um, Time Baby 3 by Medicine played live. The Thrill Kill Cult is played live in in the movie. So there's... Fantastic! It really fits the, the overall theme of the movie, and I really hope they never remake this thing. Yeah, I truly hope they never remake this movie. Well, they were supposed to like nine different times. They already. had two sequels and a TV series. Yeah. Done. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I thought they had three sequels. There might have been a third sequel. I don't friggin' remember. I just don't. I just remember when they made the second movie. I'm like, what? Wait, why did you do that? I just remember, like... Stop wasting my time. the sequels have, like, David Boreanaz play the villain. Oh, God. Jesus. Okay. Todd, you got anything left on your thing, bud? I get, I, I, my picks are good. You're I good? You got your honorable mentions? Honorable mentions, if we're ready to go there. Uh, hold the thought on the honorable mentions. I think we got a few others that didn't get mentioned. Catherine, what do you got left? Sucker Punch. I. You know what? Um, I wasn't able to listen to this one yet. Please explain. Okay, so... This is a very odd movie. It's basically... I think somebody's getting lobotomized and having a series of, of strange dreams. Mike is nodding violently over there. Um, Has Mike been the only one who's seen this movie? I haven't seen it. All right. Okay, I've seen this movie. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Oh, um, and You uh, were the one. Yeah. Uh, me, and a, me and a good friend of mine. Um, may she rest in peace. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, had seen it, and it was... Weird. Um, John Hamm's in it a little bit, and some other stuff, and it's just. But yeah, the girl goes undergoes a lobotomy, and then has this weird break and a whole bunch of sequences, and it's all kind of done like music videos of you know they're they're sort of in this house, but they're actually like warriors over here, and the soundtrack really 
is a voice in the movie. And, you know, I saw the movie in theaters, like, the once. Yeah. But listening to the soundtrack, I can still picture some of the scenes in my head. It's Zack Snyder, isn't it? Yeah, that it is, is Zack Snyder. Because he can make, and I, and this is what I stand by, he can make a pretty movie, can't tell a story worth shit. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's uh, several covers by Emily Browning on this, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. Pixies cover, a cover of Asleep by the Smiths. Um, there's a, a remix of Army of Me, which, yep. again, I still yeah, like. That's, that's actually from the Tank Girl soundtrack. Yep. But they, uh, they, this is a different remix, and, and there's, it's very interesting. A uh, White Rabbit cover that I really like. Um, there's some mashup with Queen. From what I'm looking at the soundtrack, it looks to me like this is almost like kind of like a half-assed musical. Like, a lot of, like, I just saw, I saw Love is a Drug. Okay. Fantastic song by Roxy Music. Performed by Carla Gugino and Oscar Isaac. It's, it's a bunch of covers and, like, either, and, like, a re, a remix and a pop, and a mashup. Are they singing them, like, on screen? Or is no, it just no, like, no. oh, okay. No, 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 no. They're not, they're not performing these songs. They are battling giant robots and other monsters to these songs. And, and hordes of. It's, you know, I also like heavy metal, so there you go. <laughs> Release the Snyder Cut. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God, that was pathetic. I just saw that they just announced uh, the woman who's taking over Warner Brothers, and the Twitter feed is nothing but Release the Snyder Cut. Uh-huh. Like, you uh, ghouls need to go away. Um, exist. Mike, do you have anything left on your thing yes. before Honorables? I have my all-time favorite soundtrack. All right, I go ahead, it bud. With me. It's the very first CD I ever purchased. Is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Stallions t-shirt. I am. Yes. 
<laughs> Courtesy of me, by the way. I yep. got that for him for Christmas. I or bought, your birthday. I One bought this at some kind of like a, just like a discount CD shop on Martha's Vineyard when I was like 15, 16, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, I've never heard of a single one of the performers on this. It's got oh. Extreme, Vital Signs, Glenn Burtnick, oh. Tora Tora, Shark Island, Big Pig, uh, Brooklyn, Robbie Rob, and Power Tool. Well, I know Extreme. I think everybody knows Extreme. I grew yeah. up in Hudson, Massachusetts. Nuno Betancourt is essentially the mayor. I've never heard of any of them, but I like every single song on oh, this album. Boy. And not only that, but it fits it perfectly in the song plays at a perfect time in the movie where the song right. fits what's what you're watching. This album came out at the nadir of the end of hair metal. Yep. So it's like these these are the bands that kind of like they I, I I don't I don't disagree with you. I think that the choices in music are great there. The use of the song Breakaway is really good because it's it, it it's a good opening track. Yeah. There's so much butt rock on this on this soundtrack. It's essentially it's hair metal, but not hair metal. Well, yeah, I don't disagree with. Yeah, that. I know. It's I still just, think they're good songs, though. Right? No, I'm not. I'm not saying anything about the songs. It was just like, wow, this is a time. I am actually. We. It's Bill and Ted's is on our list for Scarlet. I just. This is not a time. I want to ever revisit again, only because it was. You do know Bill and Ted's three is coming out, right? I, I'm well aware of that, and I will go with you guys because I am that much of a sucker. <laughs> but. Yeah. Well, Mike, Mike, you, me, and I believe it was Joe, too, we're all excited to go see it, so. Yes. I'm just not that big of a Keanu Reeves fan. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you, Todd. I agree with you. Finally, someone who agrees with me. He's not a good actor. No. He's an amazing human being. Yes. I've yes. heard that a lot lately. Well, I think yes. that's what well, no, people say he's not a good actor. He's always been an amazing human being. It's just. Yeah. It's. Yeah. The, the, the thing about John Wick, the John Wick movies, that makes him so good. And what he's you're seeing the Kiana Sans is it plays into his strength. It's like Dave Bautista. He, he, he's a certain, yeah. He's a he's made for a certain role, and that's what he's good at. And you that's see this role right play. here, Ted Theodore Logan. That is the role he's been playing his entire career. But not Jonathan yeah. Harker from uh, Dracula, right? No, no, that's been another shade of Ted. Another shade of Ted. <laughs> Speed shade of Ted. Shade of Ted. Matrix shade of Ted. Yeah, where does Neo fit in that? Yeah. Matrix, Shade of Dead. Point Break. I know Kung Fu. Oh, yeah, like, what's his name from uh, Point Break? Yeah, exactly. I don't remember that character's name. John Wick is not a Shade of Dead. Pronounce it right. It's John Wick. Okay, Stewie. John Wick. But, yeah, no, I mean, let's be honest about Keanu. John Brom Circus Dracula. Oh, God, yeah. That wasn't his fault. That's the old man. That entire movie is like, I'm obsessed with that movie, and it's a terribly made movie. But I can't take my eyes off of it. All right, what do I got left on <laughs> mine? What about Reddit? Keanu Reeves in, in Much Ado About Nothing? He's done Shakespeare. Uh, no, no, that was Ted. That was Ted doing Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, he's he's playing the perfect the perfect Shakespeare character. It's a character that has a line about the fact that I, everything needs a villain, and I am he. Yep. <laughs> Dude. 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 Okay. Um. All right. That brings us to our honorable mentions. Let's wrap this up because we're already over the two-hour mark before edits. Yeah, you should probably split this one. I'm probably I going to. Yes. Yeah, it's going to end up happening. So anyway, 
Let's start with some honorable mentions. Uh, Todd, again, you're our guest, sir. Why don't you you go first? What haven't we mentioned yet? Well, we mentioned Reservoir Dogs briefly. That's on my honorable mentions. I don't think it's as good as Pulp Fiction. I don't think the movie's as good as Pulp Fiction. No. It's still very good. Yeah. Good Will Hunting, Elliot Smith. Yes. Uh, We mentioned Black Panther before. Uh, something that, you know, the movie's very strange. We talked a little bit about Wes Anderson earlier, but The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Yeah, I, I never really got into that one. It is the David Bowie covers in Portuguese that are amazing. Yes. At, acoustic David Bowie covers in Portuguese I will listen to all I, day. I love that. Every day. Um, uh, Last Waltz, again, a oh, concert I film. I love that Last Waltz. Stop Making Sense. Oh, I love like Stop Making Sense. I'm a... Huge. I've always been a huge Talking Heads fan, yeah. and it's yeah. just so fun. Now, have you ever seen the documentary Now, where they parodied it? Yes. It's brilliant. Yep. Hands down, probably the most brilliant thing they ever did on that show. God, I love that. All right. Anybody else honorable mentions? Muppet movie. <laughs> right there. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, is, it is all original, but I don't... I don't Think of it as like a soundtrack soundtrack, yeah. and if we're gonna if we're gonna get into that, you know, we have to go through all of them. And we've done the Muppet movie episode. We've done the Muppets episode earlier this year, so yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. I've fair got enough. my Emmett Otter T-shirt on. Where they're doing Abbey Road. <laughs> we even did a video of uh, Muppet music. Yes, we, we did. Done the movies, yes. So, any other? Soundtrack. I mean, I can, you know, Deadpool. I, I had Highlander slash kind of magic. <laughs> Who wants to live forever? Exactly. Austin well, Powers. the movie said, "Oh God, Austin Powers." <laughs> it's a weird, that's a weird one too because it's like I, I remember looking at the soundtrack being like the majority of the stuff isn't doesn't appear anywhere in the movie. The actual yeah. like physical soundtrack. I mean, um, "Soul Bossa Nova" is the biggest song out of there, and it's yeah. the Quincy Jones song. Oh, well, I touch myself. <laughs> Honestly, the less thought, even the divinals are like, you know, the less th- said about our biggest hit, the better. I've got some honorable mentions. What do you um, got? What do you got? I mean, there's Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. There's Back to the Future. That was a weird one because I was like, I was just trying to remember how many songs I can name off of that just without looking at the school at the soundtrack itself. Power of Love, hello. Power of Love, Back in Time, Earth Angel, and. Johnny Be Good. Johnny Be Good, that's right. That's what I was thinking. Also, don't forget about Marvin Berry and the Starlighters Night Train. Yeah. Oh, was that what they were playing? Oh, yeah. So this, is, to this day, I can't listen to Earth Angel without wanting to watch this movie. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. And you know every you know the the intertwining thread between every Robert Zemeckis movie, right? Mm-hmm. Is that a, is that a, a white man will always steal the work and credit from a black man but in every is, single movie? This Forrest Gump. No, he was um, inspired by the black music. Stole it. Stole the so, song wholesale. A disgraced nuclear physicist. Yes. Right. There's a random Lindsey Buckingham song, a random Eric Clapton song. They're all great. <laughs> but when you go back and you watch the movie after listening to the soundtrack, it's it's great. Yeah. I remember the Lindsey Buckingham song because it's like what the, the old wine I was listening to when he comes back at the very end of the movie. I've also got uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Okay. Fantastic soundtrack. And the uh, animated Transformers movie. I, I can remember two songs on there. 
It's time for us to turn on the fight. Dare to be stupid. Yeah, of course. And dare of to course, be stupid and, course, the and the touch. The touch and dare. You got the power! Which I just remember from Boogie Nights. Oh, God. Uh, no. Which, by the way, great soundtrack. It is actually a pretty good soundtrack. It's just like, Spill the Wine, it's just, it just moves through that entire thing. You know, again, P.T. Anderson. Same thing as everybody else. It's amazing on tour. With that, alright, what do I got on mine? I've got... It hasn't been mentioned already. I kind of mentioned Sid and Nancy. Swingers. Yeah. Swingers was... I remember being in love with the soundtrack. I bought this on eBay, like back in the early days of eBay. Was that Huey Lewis and Gwyneth Paltrow? No, that was duets. Okay. Swingers is John Favreau and Vince Vaughn at the start oh. of their careers. Yep. And it's nothing but like, it's a mix of like old lounge music and that the late '90s lounge music. Like the Zoot Suit Riot type of... Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. And like all those failed punk bands that essentially decided to become swing bands afterwards. Which is interesting. I don't think Brian, the Brian Setzer Quartet yeah. shows up in this. Um, Repo Orchestra. Ma- huh? the, oh, Brian sorry. Setzer Orchestra. Sorry. For those of us that did swing dancing in Lindy Hop in the 90s when it became hot again. I'm sorry. Repo Man, which is just American punk at its best all in one collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming... Have you seen Repo Man, Todd? I'm not. Oh, boy. It, this is so low budget. It's weird seeing Emilio Estevez in it, you know, knowing that he would eventually become the coach of the Mighty Ducks. Um, I already mentioned Sid and Nancy. Train Spotting, mm-hmm. which is just... It's got Lust for Life. Any movie that opens with Lust for Life is just an automatic favorite of mine. Um, and then this is Spinal Tap. <laughs> I watched that maybe three weeks ago. Oh god, I love that movie. It's so good. I find it it's difficult for me to find people above the age of thirty who haven't seen that movie. It's just like you know, anybody tell me they haven't seen Star Wars. I'm like, what, what, what's wrong? How, How can that happen? How does this happen? It's Spinal Tap is great because it's all original compositions and it's just so on the nose of parodying. This was I think most of the music was written in eighty one, around the same time as all that heavy all the music from heavy metal. Right. Yep. So it's not exactly metal. It's not exactly glam, but it's made to be played in big arenas. But it is funny. Oh, it's hilarious! Even so even the stuff, mine girls got him. <laughs> even the the earlier stuff that they do in the movie. Oh Get yes, some money. Yeah. The, you know, like they just it just works. I'm the, trying to be around. Those three guys are so talented. Oh, you yeah. look at yeah. something like uh, a mighty wind. A mighty oh, wind. I yeah, to, I was about to bring up a mighty wind. If yeah. we're going to get into final sound, then we it's have a Nuf Tet. It's the perfect sound. It's nine voices it's singing in harmony. Great. I, I, I love because my mother was a hippie, and so I was raised on Peter Paul and Mary Mitch and, and New Christy yeah. Minstrels and all this. So and, and Simon and Garfunkel and and and. Uh, 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 Woody Guthrie and everything. So that was my mother's record list. So A Mighty Wind just makes me yep. really happy. I love that and movie. The, the, story, the great story where they went on tour as Spinal Tap and the Folksmen opened up for Spinal yes. Tap. <laughs> and they, they, like, nobody knew yeah. it was them because it was before the movie came out. That's, that's awesome. Oh, God. Yeah, Spinal Tap is great. And I, just, I, have, I have the DVD of A Mighty Wind so you can see the actual. The. the, the the PBS version of the performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not just the movie version where you get to see all the backstage. Right. I just, 
I just wish that the soundtrack would have included the stuff from the um, the Jazz Odyssey. Because, in my opinion, the greatest thro- throwing somebody under the bus scene in movie history. <laughs> On the base, Derek Smalls. He wrote this! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. So, yeah, that... Am I leaving anything off, guys? I don't think I think we covered pretty good much Good lord. Are there any one. other soundtracks in the world? I don't know. I think we covered all Gross of them. Gross Point Blank, Captain oh, Marvel. Point blank. I almost brought um, Gross Point Blank up in mine. There was a lot I actually left off of mine. I am ashamed to say I actually don't mind the Batman Forever soundtrack. Actually, what about Spider-Man Homecoming? That's a pretty good soundtrack. I didn't list it because it's only like a handful of songs and because it's more of like... Like, Captain Marvel is built around the soundtrack, much like the Guardians movies were built yeah. around the soundtrack. Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming has got a great soundtrack, but it's maybe five or six songs. Yeah. But they did go deep on the cuts, though. The fact that they did a, a Flock of Seagulls song that wasn't uh, And I Ran. <laughs> Bravo. I admire your restraint, good sirs and madams. <laughs> So yeah, yeah that Batman Forever. You're you're right about that. That's one of those bad movies that uh, maybe a little bit better with uh, a better soundtrack. So exactly, the U2 song is is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great and, and you know Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that never showed up in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's on there. The Soy Married and Axe Murderer soundtrack. I almost put this in. This one. Harriet. Oh, Harriet. oh god, that no. I'm actually talking about the cover of Saturday Night by Ned's Atomic Dustbin. The Natural Born Killer soundtrack. Yep, that was on my... It was on mine for a very long time. It's just the weird thing about the soundtrack is it doesn't play whole songs half the time. Right. Like, the songs are literally intertwined with dialogue and are cut halfway yeah. through. Yeah, it's, it's basically it's what they played in the movie is what you get on the soundtrack. Right, exactly. Uh, Empire Records. I'm amazed no one brought up Empire Records, and I'm bringing it up now. Are you not familiar with Empire Records? You see, Mike, back in the mid-90s, they used to make movies for an excuse of marketing a soundtrack. Yeah, this Ju- is one Juno. of those movies. Huh? Juno. Juno is actually a decent movie. Actually, yeah, I, I like the movie better than I like the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juno, Juno is not the excuse of here's some music. Yeah. But Empire Records very much is. Yeah. It's like, okay, throw these kids in a record store. And by the way, the Gin Blossoms have a new song on here. Yeah. <laughs> which I love because to this day I still love the Gin Blossoms. We know. Oh, something just uh, just hit me. Strike everything I said earlier. That thing you do is number one for me. I just love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, it's Tom good Hanks. Show. Actually, the funniest thing about that, oh, anytime I see the word wonder to this O-Neater. day, I, I still yeah. call it O'Neater. Yeah, it's did you see that? Did you see the Jennifer Garner movie O'Neater? No. <laughs> My daughter loves that movie. Yes, yes. You got one more, huh? No, no, wonder. Oh, wonder. Yes, wonder. O'Neater. So yeah, that movie about that kid. Oh. I'm eater. I'm eater. <laughs> okay. It's you have to see the movie. I'm sure. It's hilarious. So anyway, that was our discussion on soundtracks. Good lord, that went long. But hey, that's why we split these things up, right? Right. Yeah. Todd, thank you. Thank you for so having me. much mm-hmm. for contributing to this. This is great. We definitely are gonna find other things for you to do. Awesome. We awesome. we will let you know why is my tablet. Come on. Well, the musicals episode was like a year ago. That's true. We had Matt. 
yep. Jones. Yeah, we so, had another guest star for that we one. We had another guest star for that one. But yes, we always have plenty of people to help out. We, we love having you here. That was yeah. fantastic. Thank you. And thank you for bringing the vinyl, too. Absolutely. It was really nice to I mean, not have to pull up on Google at Soundtrack. Because I'm so unprofessional. I'm only using Spotify playlists to listen to everything. Spotify's so Rock and Robin? Rock and Robin, Rock and Robin. yeah. <laughs> What was the other one? Oh, I think it was the Days of Confused soundtrack. It's like there's a lot of there's a lot of songs on here. Actually, no, it was the High Fidelity soundtrack. I was outside uh, doing yard work over the weekend, and I'm taking down a sapling with like my little handsaw, and Barry White comes on, and it's just like, oh, sexy tree. <laughs> oh God, the power of music. The power of Barry White. What are you What are you doing? Well, the cat is in here now. Do you want to get your two cents in? Power of Katrina and the Waves. Walking on sunshine. Me, this mix for you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, our next episode, we are going to be talking about the movies of 1989. Arguably, one of the greatest movie summers in history. We, yeah, we keep we keep saying that every year. Because the movie I don't know about 88. Awesome. 88 was like there was like three was movies okay. that were huge. 89. Oh my God! Sneak peek. Batman. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, yes. Honey, oh. I Shrunk the Kids. Ghostbusters 2. UHF. Yes, UHF is on there. Young Young Einstein is on there. Okay, need I say more? Major League? Major League was 89. Yeah. Yes, yes it was. So there's plenty of movies to talk about. It very well may be the best summer of movies. Uh, say anything. Yeah. Speaking of junk music. Well, what? okay, anything. <laughs> <laughs> Corner. <laughs> So we've got plenty of movies to talk about, which means we want your contributions. You can email us at geeksaladradio at gmail.com. You can let us know on Twitter at geeksaladradio. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at Geeksalad Podcast. Uh, thanks to everybody who contributed. Go buy Dave McLean's book. Uh, I believe you can still get that on Amazon. The Time Travelers um, res- uh, museum, Resort and Museum. Don't forget to also listen to M's podcast, Verbal Diorama iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, she's everywhere. Huge Twitter presence as well, so go follow her too. It was actually hilarious when I'm like lobbying to get like the five people I needed for 400. <laughs> and she's like, he was my 200th, make him the 400th. And I like private message her, I'm like, I just sent an, um, a, a gif of Sterling Archer. Whoa, phrasing! <laughs> <laughs> It took her an hour. She didn't understand what I was getting at. She went back and read it. She's like, oh, bullocks. Will Will Chamberlain. (laughs) So, yeah. So, you know where to get us. You can also check out our archive at geeksalad.podbean.com. We are on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. I got them all, right? YouTube. Sure. And we're also on YouTube. We stream our video, uh, we stream our audio on YouTube as well as fresh content every week. Yes, retro movie reviews out the wazoo, especially this summer. Yes. we're doing a ton of summer blockbusters. We just did Jurassic Park yesterday. We're gonna probably do Men in Black and Independence Weekend. So we got lots to talk about. So anyway, again, Todd, thank you, Woo! sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go forth and be nerdful.
That's beautiful, man.